support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, an explorative discussion about spirituality beyond mainstream religions. Hollis Taylor, author, psychic, astrologer, and alchemical mage, brings their non-binary perspective together with fellow drag king and trans man, LaCrosse Ortiz, a Jewish Taino with spiritual background of exploration that has led him to an atheist perspective. Join these guys as they explore deep and difficult topics, all related to spirituality, offering a queer perspective, an exploration of interesting topics, and engaging guests to help explore conversations for the rainbow soul. Hey, hey. hey. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. I'm glad you came in to watch the show. And today we are excited. I'm excited about today's show, actually. And I want to welcome all of you. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of the hosts of the show. And I am the author of the book Divine Androgyny. It's a sacred path for gender variant people. Um, it's really to help you like through your transition. And that goes for any part of your transition, you know, like not just physical transition, like emotional transition and your mental transition and things like that. Um, it can really help you in that way, because I think that we have uh, we have to take our spirituality back. Um, and that's kind of what it's all about. It's about defining your own path. I'm a psychic. I'm a witch. You can find out more about me at my website, divineandrogen.com. Um, you know, I do readings and stuff like that. You can make an appointment with me. I also do mentoring. Uh, so you can, you can make an appointment with me. And this is my friend, LaCrosse. Hi, I'm LaCrosse Ortiz. I am a Jewish Taino atheist. I am the host of Master of None. Uh, and also little nuggets. Um, I, oh, jack of all trades, master none. That's basically who I am. <laughs> I'm like, I, I got stuck for a second there. I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're also the other host of the show and that's yes. fabulous. 
So, and I'm glad to be doing this with you lacrosse and man, we've learned a lot of stuff. Like we're coming up on a year out there, by the way, everyone, uh, we are coming up. We have been doing this for a year and our numbers are just going up, up, up. And that is good news. So, because that means that people are interested in what we have to say and, they're also interested in coming to the show and, and participating. Hi, Sandy. It's great to see you. Hi, Sandy. I'm glad you're here. Welcome, Eve. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. And we love to see you interact. Now, one of the things that I've figured out about the interaction on StreamYard is if you're commenting and we're not responding, it's probably because we can't see your comment. Right. But if you go to Rainbow Soul Vodcast on Facebook or um, I, it does seem to bring the YouTubes up no matter what station they're on. But on Facebook, you almost have to be on the Rainbow Soul Vodcast um, broadcast. And that's where that's see, that's where um that's what Sandy said. Sandy said yeah. that she is, that's where she is. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, and can you believe it, Sandy? It's been a year <laughs> and you've been watching us since the beginning. Yeah. Thanks for being so loyal, Sandy. And man, we want to make sure that, uh, so we have some stuff planned and we're going to be celebrating a year here soon. And I'll tell you what's also really exciting is today's topic. Because today's topic is one of my favorite, it's, it's my favorite topic. I mean, I uh, do yoga every single day um, or try to do it every day. Um, and we are, and I want to make sure that the community, the whole Rainbow Soul community can get a hold of this information. So I had to find a really special person that I personally knew that I knew for sure could really get into this. And that's why I, that's why I asked Carla to be on the show. Baharti Carla. I'm going to bring, bring her out. Welcome Baharti Carla. Welcome. Hey, thank you guys so much. How are you doing? Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I, I'm just so grateful to have you here with us today because there's something about yoga, you know, and it's not just an exercise. So I want to like, just start there. Like some people think, oh, you just, you know, bending your body into these different positions. And that's not really what it's about at all. Um, What do you, what do you think it's about, Bahardi? How about you, Bahardi Carla? Sure. Yeah. Thank you, first of all, and congrats on your first year. Like, you know, that's that's pretty tremendous, especially given you know the the kind of year that it's been. It's it's as many challenges and as many opportunities. So kudos to you guys for seeing and seizing the opportunities that were there and finding ways to be there for the people. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things that. Um, many of us have found is just at the heart of, of what we're doing. Um, for me, um, I'll say that, yeah, it was actually easier to put my foot behind my head than it was to change my mind. So my hips were far more flexible. <laughs> and when we talk about 
flexibility of the body? Yeah, no, sorry, that's the easy part. It's the flexibility of the mind. And that's really, uh, for me and my journey, um, what uh, yoga practice has been about. It's, um, and it's, it's doing these, as we call them, acts of boldness on a regular basis. You know, there is certainly physical uh, benefit uh, for a practice uh, that, that uses different postures, that lengthens the body, that strengthens the spine, and that has you engaging, you know, yourself in a way where, you know, it's more supportive and uh, changing your awareness about how you move, you know, how you sit, how you do things. Yeah, absolutely. But at the heart of it, everything that we do for the body, the physical vehicle, is actually for the purpose of... Um, increasing our ability to realize <laughs> to come into a place of self-realization so if a body is um, really laden with uh, a lot of distortion uh, a lot of uh, energetic blocks uh, a lot of muscular tension you know a lot of uh, you know even I don't even want to say it's really not so much about physical ailments because what might be considered a, a debilitated body, that's a different thing. Or a, a body that has some physical challenges, that's a very different thing. That's not necessarily a body that is full of distortion and energetic blocks and whatnot. To come into a place where the body has greater ease in how it flows to come into a place where the mind has more ease in how it flows, where it's not just kind of being dragged along at, at the whim of the, the thoughts that come up and the feelings that arise from the thoughts, especially about the thing that happened 10 years ago and you can't forget it yet because it's literally in your cells. And, you know, all of what we do on the physical plane is to open up the doorway, is to literally open up the pathway for that self-realization. That's, I think that's really well said and really beautiful. And I appreciate that. In fact, um, that's exactly, that's, I, I, I think I started out doing yoga for the physical body because I was trying to lose weight. But then later I was like, uh, no, this is actually doing something else. Um, and I was surprised because I didn't know any better walking into it. I, I had no idea. Um, I mean, I had some people had said things, but, you know, people people say things that you can be like, OK, whatever. And then you do it and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK, wait a minute. So, you know, Carla, Baharti, Carla, I know you so well and I feel like you're my friend that I didn't even bother to have you tell us about who you are because you're the founder of the Garden of Healing Yoga in New Jersey, which is pretty awesome. Why don't you tell us about all that? Sure. Thank you. I know. I'm just, uh, feel like I'm just coming to visit. <laughs> We're always on some kind of video doing something or the other. So this is great. Um, yeah. So, um, Barty is my Sanskrit name, which I was given about a dozen years ago. And Carla is my birth name, which I got a whole lot longer. <laughs> and they, um, the, for me, I use them both. They fit very well as to, you know, who I am and who I continue to step into being. So Barty, um, as my teacher explained it, when the divine is thought of in a maternal sense, and this is kind of the description. So one who supports, one who sustains others. And Carla is an old English word um, that means loyal daughter. 
So uh, I feel like the two of those really, um, um, I, I embrace uh, the significance of those names. And um, so for me, um, I opened the yoga center back in 2012. It was a big life change uh, kind of move. It was something I, I always wanted to have some kind of community center. And when yoga came into my life, I saw it as the the, the ideal platform actually to be able to help people um, experience the things that always meant a lot to me. Um, I spent my life learning uh, meditation and nutrition thanks to my mom and um, was always really into like, you know, fitness and whatnot. And um, I found everything that, that mattered for what I felt made a complete life was in this, this nutshell of yoga in its true, in its integral form, you know, where it's about the proper exercise, the, the proper breathing, the proper diet, the positive thinking, meditation, and the proper relaxation. It's a life practice. So I found I had the benefit of learning from um, Omkar and Radha and Yogini and all these wonderful people at Freehold Yoga Center, which opened back in the early 80s and uh, really got a, a wonderful uh, education there. And I said, okay, this is this is this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And then went about finding the place to do the wear. So yeah, it's been twelve. It's been ten years now since the center's been open. Hey, you're muted. Beautiful, beautiful. I um I really appreciate your um center because I've seen um great diversity there. Um, in my witnessing of it, there's a lot of diversity in your community, and I appreciate that. Um, you guys have everything from drumming. Uh, not only do you have a variety of people, but you have a variety of activities. Um, from drumming, which I also see as therapeutic, um, as yoga, yeah. it has a way of um, quieting the mind um, and empowering the drummer usually um and yoga also does that so i'm just going to honor you for your awesome diversity and the awesomeness that is your center and you also have online stuff right now right yeah. you have classes yeah. online yeah absolutely. yeah yeah we uh, you know if to me when you <laughs> when you when you start to clear out your crap on a regular basis and there starts to be more of you available, you know, I, I, I like to say that yoga helps me say yes to life. So as I begin to actually address the things that have been going on in my life, the things that, that I'm, I'm still walking with, I've been carrying with me. Uh, and then so now my mind isn't left to just kind of fend for itself and come up with all these coping mechanisms because I, the conscious being, am taking responsibility for that on a regular basis. However hard it is, however much work it is, I'm, you know, I'm in it. I'm showing up and I'm trying to do it. When that goes on, there's more mental energy. There's more physical, energetic energy. And to me, it's a perfect opportunity for different types of self-expression. So, all right, now you're going in there and you're seeing what you're about. Now what you're going to do with it? So we have drum and dance. Uh, we have a Zumba, with Pilates. With, there's these different forms of, you know, what what do you do when there's more of you available and and how do you continue to connect with yourself and express yourself and so the drum and dance program has really turned into a, a wonderful thing um the diversity i am so uh proud of quite honestly on on all levels i'm 
just to speak of the past week alone, um, uh, we were at a spa event for Rutgers. Um, they had a nice little student night for Valentine's Day. So we did chair massage and sauna detox chair and all of that there. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, we had this moon magic ceremony that the Lunar Fair folks did, uh, Lorraine and Jen and everybody from uh, from Lunar Fair. And in this moon magic ceremony, I had no clue. There was, there was going to be a wonderful human coming to speak about queer magic. And uh, turned out Caden was someone who had taken a um, healing uh, from trauma yoga series with us a few years before, before Caden had even stepped into the, the, the whole self, you know, the, the, the real self. And uh, I walked in there and <laughs> I'm going over to say hello. And I'm like, I know this, I know those eyes, I know this face, what's going on? And they explained who they were and, and that they had um, had this experience at Garden of Healing. This was a program we did with the County Center for Empowerment. Uh, so this is survivors of sexual violence and trauma and whatnot. And these wonderful um, folks, program organizers put together beautiful, holistic, multi-year programs for their clients and uh, really offered them this just continued uh, support and opportunities to to address themselves in the, in the here and now to start to begin to um, repair the relationship with the physical body that, that, that sometimes you feel very trapped in when it's gone through a lot and it doesn't feel like it's on your side. It can feel like it betrayed you. Same thing with people with chronic illness. Sometimes the body doesn't feel like a friend, it feels like a foe. So that's one of the first things is getting in there to be able to foster um, um, just addressing what, what a healthy relationship can be like with the body and with the mind. Uh, we get into relationships with food as well because that plays out, uh, you know, um, in there. So that was just like the most mind-blowing uh, thing was to, was to have Caden show up and, and, and just hear how their journey had been these last few years, in part because of a program that um, Garden of Healing was able to offer uh, because we work with many organizations. Um, you know, we, we work with many nonprofits, for-profits, but uh, in, their, in the different programs that they offer. So that was just like ridiculously fantastic. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the most beautiful thing about related to this topic, to trauma and yoga was, so years ago, I was trying to heal my weight problem and I always knew I suffered from trauma, but there's not a whole lot you can do about it normally. If mm. you go to a doctor, the doctors are like psychiatrists and such, oh, we'll give you medication, right? You know, and I didn't want to be on those medications, but, um, Anyway, so I just kind of let it go and didn't try not to. And I went to therapy, you know, and I tried to do like EMDR or um, CBT, cognitive behavior therapy and things like that. And in the meantime, I got because I was trying to lose weight, I got pulled to yoga and I had no idea until. And then this uh, this last during the pandemic, I've had some health problems and I haven't always been able to do my yoga mm -hmm. um, just because I feel like crap. Like you were saying also um, that 
I kind of felt like my body was a foe, right? Like, I wasn't exactly having the greatest of relationship with my body at the time. And I missed yoga for a period of time. And I started noticing depression coming back. And almost like, and even some trauma responses coming back. Um, And I was able to witness them now. Now, I'm able to witness my trauma reactions. So I don't react like, you know, I have a response um, to things. And I think that that's, from what I understand, from Bessel van der Kerk, um, who is a scientist in Boston, Massachusetts. He has science to prove, which is probably why, Carla, you've been able to get these, um, like the school and stuff to support some of these yoga classes because yoga has been proven the number one treatment for trauma. Yeah, absolutely. But we're still handing out medications. Well, that too. (laughs) But you know what? Mm, I'll take an and. I'll take an and for now. If the the here and now is, um, you know, it's kind of like the, the, it's not at the ideal, but people here and now today need something. And if you've got to keep doing this, because, you know, and, and I'm a nurse also, so allopathic medicine absolutely has its place. You know, there are times when I've had folks in, um, say, you know what, I'm trying to do some breath work right now is like spitting on a forest fire. And I'm like, I get it. You got to take it down and then get these practices in here on a regular basis. When you start to feel it coming, then you know, you've, you, you, you've got your go-to again, but it's, it's not a new practice. It's something that your body and your mind are becoming familiar with and you can turn to them. But when you're in a super fried place, and that's why I love working and really appreciate working with the, with programs like the County Center for Empowerment or uh, SOBA New Jersey, which is a private um, addiction recovery program, you know, they've got the stages and phases and they've got the, 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 the um, clinicians in place so that, you know, when someone's in a high trauma place, maybe they've just come in and not necessarily just come in because the trauma is recent. I'm sure you know, you something can go on and it can put you there all over again. Your entire being is having that experience. So whatever it is in that high uh, trauma state that uh, they're doing what needs to be done in that time. And then in, in the right places, we can bring in the yoga and we'll bring in nutrition as well, especially in the trauma and the addiction recovery um, pieces, because we've got to address what's flowing through the body, you know, digestively, biochemically uh, as well, um, you know, to really help restore the nervous system, to help uh, rebalance the endocrine system. So um, I, I, and I have to say, I almost jumped out of my seat with like a big wahoo when you were talking about observing. That is the key. Everything that went on did go on and it is not going anywhere per se, second law of thermodynamics is it you know it's 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 not nothing is created or destroyed it's here right but it can be transformed it can be transmuted it does not have to be something that is so stuck in your cells that they can't even oscillate properly 
It doesn't have to be something so frozen in the gray matter of your brain that you can't allow yourself to trust your own thoughts. You can't allow yourself into a healthy relationship with yourself. So that transforming of it is so key. And how does that happen? By creating a pause, by creating a place where you can actually practice being the observer and go, oh, wait, that's the activity of my mind. That's not me. That's my mind is having this thought, you know, and we've all had all kinds of crazy thoughts. That doesn't mean that that that's suddenly us. It's like, it's super simple, maybe oversimplified, but I often tell folks, well, think of it. As much as you love your car, you clean it, you know, you do all this stuff for it. When did you ever go, I am my car? No, I have a car. <laughs> I love my car. I use my car. I take care of it. Da, 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 da. But nobody goes around going, I am my car. Think of your mind in the same way. It has thoughts. It, it is actually doing its best on our behalf. But again, often, and I've found this for me personally, a personal uh, recent re revelation is that, you know, my poor mind is actually trying so hard because there is so much I never took the time to address. And it is just here tripping over itself, trying to keep me okay. Coming up with this, coming up with that. And this happened in a meditation. And I just immediately had such compassion for my own mind and literally for like the life that it lived on account of me not being able to, not even if I wanted to, being able to look at what I was going through and, you know, really be conscious about it. So the things that can help our body regulate enough, that can help our minds regulate enough so that what's really in there, you know, we say in yogic science, I am not the body, I have a body. I'm not the mind, I have a mind. If you drop those things away, what's left? I am. The I am, the consciousness, the ahamkara, it, that, is the, that is what's doing the observing. And that is what is, should be the driver of the vehicle, if you will. Oftentimes, you know, when we don't show up for ourselves in life, it's like our mind threw us in the back seat, maybe even in the trunk. And it's just like, I don't know, figure out how the hell it gets through this, you know. Oh no. Right. Um, Eve, I like what, I like what you're saying, Eve. Um, they said that they have struggles with PTSD triggers when in certain situations, but have begun to be able to identify it as such and yeah. look for ways to deal with the situation itself separate from what is triggering my past. Yeah. You know, Eve, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if you do a whole lot of chair yoga, but I happen to know that I would guess that if we were to ask Bessel van der Kirk if um, your painting with your feet um, would help you become more aware of your body and your ability and that kind of thing, if that would help sort of heal your uh, trauma brain, I bet he would agree that yes. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I happen to know Eve paints... Um, in you know with their toes um yeah. in a really amazing beautiful way so nice. um we've had eve on the show before as an artist and so just saying that you know that that's um that i wouldn't be surprised eve if that's really what's helped heal your brain too you because yoga like yoga makes you aware because of you moving your body intentionally with breath work and things like that. 
That's why it works. Hollis, if you've got a minute, or probably more like two, I did want to make sure that um, um, we bring the reality of it to everyone. You know, it's great if you come check me out on the website and all, but for everybody who's taken the time to be here present, I just wanted to um, just share the square breath, which you may have seen. Uh, It's gaining a lot more popularity. Thankfully, there's a lot more science and research out that's showing the benefits of uh, practices of yoga, and especially nowadays when like the global panic button got pushed and everybody just, you know, felt the effects of it in their own way. So we've all been in like high corticosteroid mode in go mode, fight or flight or freeze, right? So square breath, super simple. All right. So you're going to sit back a little bit. So your shoulders are over your hips. That already just starts to kind of line the body up. So, you know, we're not like, eh in that physical meal mode, so we're back here. And then just notice already that your belly starts to, and it it is an active part of your breathing on a regular basis, if it has the opportunity to, right? So now we're just going to, as we inhale, just let the belly expand. And as you exhale, let the belly relax and even just kind of draw it in just a little bit towards the back. So let's do that maybe for a count of four. Breathing in one, two, three, four. And breathing out one, two, three, four. And breathing in, and belly expands. Three, four. And breathing out, belly relaxes and draws in just a little towards the spine. So breathing in here one, two, three. Four, right here, just hold the breath. Just retain it very softly at the back of the throat. I am safe. I am calm. I am in control. And breathing out. One, two, three, four. And breathing in. One, two, three, four. Softly, calmly retain the breath. Just kind of holding on to your own energy in this moment. And breathing out. One. Two, three, four. So take it a little deeper. Breathing in one, two, three, four. I'm going to pause here. Retain that breath. Three, four. Breathing out one, two, three, four. Try pausing here at the end of that exhale. Four. Breathing in one, two, Three, four, retain the breath softly in control. Four, breathing out, draw the belly in towards the spine and pause here before your next breath. Four, one more, breathing in. One, two, three, four, holding here what you've taken in. Three, four. Releasing completely, belly towards the back here, and pausing before you go any further. Four. Great. Go ahead and take a deep breath in and out. And so the square breath is not only a great balancing breath, the square breath also is a somatic experience in the space between, right? 
So this is the cycle, you know, and this is a cycle that goes on within us all the time. We lengthened the pause between the inhale and the exhale, but every breath has that. Every breath has that place where the inhale ends and the exhale begins, where the exhale ends and the next inhale begins. So in lengthening it and evening it out, it allows us time to have the experience of, okay, in this place, in this concentration, I am still whole, I am still safe. I, I can feel myself in a, in a little bit of a different sense. And the pause at the end of the exhale, it can be a little, you know, a little tricky. It, it can be um, a little uncomfortable because it's like, whoa, whoa, I need to breathe. Hang on here. <laughs> but if you can progress through it in that way, you can actually find there is a, um, there's something in that that is very different and very distinct. All of that is part of what goes on within us all day long. So yoga becomes this great opportunity to somatically have these experiences. When we know something as truth in the cells, then it's really true. <clears throat> and when it's here in the mind, you know, it, it can be a start. But if that truth doesn't get into our cells on a level of, you know, just like literally physically understanding, like, oh, my body understands what it's like to be safe and calm. My body understand what it's like to be vulnerable in the places that I select to, you know, because I'm learning to discern what is safe. I can sense from the energy from this person. I can sense it from the energy in this situation that this is a place that I can be vulnerable. All of that and the truth of that, when it's in ourselves, then we really find ourselves with a greater ability to navigate through the day, to navigate through our lives through our relationships, yeah. So square breath. And if anybody's got any feedback in the chat, I'd love to see. Yeah, uh, we do actually. First of all, um, Sandy said that she does this breathing when they've had a bad day and it helps me relax. And I was just popping over into a different chat where Hannah Miller said, um, she also said that she does it for anxiety attacks. Yes. Which I, I propose is probably very similar. By the way, Eve said that they've been working with Tai Chi. And Tai Chi does a very similar healing method as yoga. Um, but they are two different practices. Mm -hmm. um, and um, Eve, you know what? Um, they said that it makes them a bit dizzy. Mm -hmm. And Eve, I have a heart condition that reduces some of my oxygen. Um, and I sometimes will get dizzy if I do this too long. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't always last as long as everybody else. So sometimes because my heart's a little bit differently shaped than other people, um, when I'm doing breathing exercises, I'll try to find a place that's more comfortable for me. So mm -hmm. it might be three breaths of holding rather than four, mm -hmm. or it might be, breathing in a little bit longer or a little bit extra one of the times um, a little, you know, like sometimes for me, I can blow out longer than others for some reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I have, you know, because of the way my heart works. So you could just, just, I'm just saying Eve, that if it makes you dizzy, just try to um, adjust where you're breathing. It could have something to do with your heart. I don't know if you have something, um, if you know about it, but if you do, I find that, 
it does sometimes make me a little dizzy too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would recommend also, um, yes, shortening the uh, the count if needed. And then um, if you find yourself in a better place with the, with the three count instead, just add a cycle of a, a regular breath, a regular inhale, exhale, and then do another cycle. Inhale, retain, exhale, pause, inhale, exhale, and then inhale, retain, exhale, pause. So that we're continuing to get the what can be a sufficient amount of a oxygen for the person. I am in with, I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and uh, it's a connective tissue condition. But one of the things that goes on is uh, a lot of uh, like uh, postural tachycardia uh, type things. And um, so I find sometimes I cannot do for certain practices um, and it, it's so situational depending on the day, a retention is not working. So what I've actually found is in the place where there's supposed to be a retention, I actually, I just don't do the sealing off because when I, if I seal off here, I've created this um, density, this, this compression. And in no time, my heart's going to start pounding way too fast. And it's just going to be like, you know, like submarines going down kind of thing. So in those cases, I'll take the inhale and I'll retain the breath, but without sealing off my nasal passage, I just keep this very slight, almost like there's a very light vacuum. So I'm still holding the breath, but not creating that that distinct of a container, if you will. I find, um, and then my exhale is much more easeful, you know, as opposed to the sort of, you know, gushing that sometimes happens. That if you've got cardiovascular issues, you want to be more gentle with that and mind that the breath isn't too deep, which again is going to create more force with the carbon uh, dioxide oxygen exchange. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Hannah Miller um, asked um, that they have, uh, she actually, her pronouns are her. Um, I have degenerative disc disease. Would yoga help with the pain I get sometimes? And maybe slow down the degeneration? The appropriate kind of um, yoga practice can definitely help with pain relief. This is where you're going to want to work with someone who is familiar uh, with working um, with folks in perhaps more clinical therapeutic type settings. And there are um, there, there are a good number of us out there. So Wherever you, well, may, you don't Hannah, want to go up into a standard class for sure. And then right. certainly some of my folks are, are online. So if you found that you weren't able to find someone near where you are, I do work with the folks uh, online as well. Well, I also happen to know that Hannah lives in Colorado. Um, mm. And Hannah, what I can tell you about Colorado that I learned as a CNA is that there is a whole cool um thing that i had considered which is like p these uh yoga instructors that are exactly what carla described um but they also do like assisted yoga and stuff like that they kind of do cl more clinical yoga so you might want to look into that and i also happen to know that a lot of colorado state insurances will cover it because it's like physical therapy. Right on. Um, so just so you know, so check into it. There are grants. 
Um, Colorado's really powerful in this department. You know, you know that Hannah, you know, this is a great state. And as far as that thing, as far as that goes, there are actually quite a few people that come here with, I know people that have moved across the country with physical challenges because the insurance and the access to more natural options is easier. Um, from what I understand, I didn't know until I was helping people in their wheelchair as a CNA and they educated me and I was like, oh, and, uh, the fact that I knew so much about yoga could help some of the people that I was helping. And they told me you should go and get your certificate to do the yoga assisted yoga, um, more on a more clinical uh, way so um so that's very interesting i thought colorado yeah. is so they'll that's even pay for uh, acupuncture so right on one day the whole country someday hopefully it will be the whole country yes nicole, nicole said somatic and trauma-informed yoga has given me more access back into my body and mm-hmm. has helped me start to heal from trauma symptoms like PTSD, anxiety, depression, breath work like the square breath that we just led through and pace breathing with extended exhales have been helpful. Thank you, she says. Awesome. Nicole, I assumed you were a she there. Sorry about that. Nicole. Hey, I know that, Nicole. (laughs) Okay, so if you know that, Nicole, hopefully I got got her pronoun correct. Um, (laughs) And, you know, so the thing is about yoga is that it's a really healing thing. So I just want to reach out to the community. I put a comment up. If you have a dream for lacrosse, pop in and let us know. Put it in the comments. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I haven't seen anyone pop it in. That's why I was looking on my... um, on this other page um, because sometimes people put it over in a, in a different place. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, and other things about yoga is like, let's talk a little bit about, does it matter what yoga you do? Like if you have trauma, childhood trauma, and you're just trying to regulate yourself, um, and maybe understand some of your behaviors a little bit better, or usually if you have behaviors that um, seem um, a dramatic, um, extreme dramatic, that's probably coming from trauma. Um, Like extreme, like where you're like, why did I do that later on? Mm -hmm. Um, Or the next day, you're kind of like, why did I react so strongly to that? Um, a lot of times it's connected to some sort of traumatic experience in your past. Um, oh, that's that's the, I was looking for the term, hysterical is historical. I get that, yes. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. To, to answer that, um, you know, I would love to say, and, you know, I often do any um, good yoga class gives you some uh, some benefits. Um, however, when you're going in there in need of, you know, all of you <laughs> um, kind of coming together and, and, and very, very much intentional in a, a healing journey, it does really matter. Um, 
and one of the reasons it matters is just even things like the way the way the, the class is communicated, this the setting of the class. When we first um, stepped into this a few years ago, uh, the first instructor we had was uh, Jessalyn, and um, she was absolutely fantastic. Um, we actually had her uh, instructing uh, some of the other uh, teachers who weren't even, um, they weren't yoga teachers, but because we were going to work with the County Center for Empowerment and we were bringing Zumba, we were bringing Pilates, we are bringing these other practices, it was important that everyone understand how, what was the difference here? And the way that you communicate is important. So with all good intention, you know, to be in a standard yoga class and have someone say, you know, on your hands and knees or you know, uh, just the way that you're being led in and out of postures and also the opportunity for um, for options and really speaking in a way where it is more so about the person um, kind of claiming, uh, stepping into uh, an, an active and a, a conscious role about the choices that they make with their body. I'd say that is literally the most important thing in a standard class with all good intention, the instructor is, you know, instructing you, you know, do this with your body, do that with your body. When you're coming, especially from physical trauma, from sexual trauma, domestic violence, uh, it is about learning to be the one who helps your 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 body to, uh, to, to speak to you and you to speak to it. So there's listening that has to go on there, and which means that it's actually more important about the person listening to themselves than it is about them listening to the instructor. And so a trauma-informed instructor is going to frame the, con the, uh, the, the class in that way and the communication, the content of the class in that way, and also be sure to give options um, for different types of breath work, for different types of you know positions and whatnot so that that the experience and again you know we go for sattvic here um uh, i like to say sattvic is like you know maximum benefit minimal disturbance it, have we had people triggered in our trauma-informed class absolutely yeah it can happen regardless so all the more reason be sure that you are in an environment that is really um that's where the mindset is. That's where the intention is. That's where the training and the expertise is. Bartikala, would you, do you know when we're, there's a difference between doing an online class or even mm -hmm. watching a recorded class uh, versus doing it in person. Yeah. Because I've noticed for me um, I like to learn from like videos. I like to learn on my own pace. Um, and I like to, so I like to learn on my own, but I'm just that kind of person. But I also noticed that it was easier for me to just take the teacher's messages as suggestions. Then when I'm in person, I'm like, there's all this social anxiety, like there's a whole class, you know? And when, if you, you're like me and you're a little bit of a chunky monkey, it's like, it's like, you know, oh, are they looking at me because I'm fat and I'm upside down and, you know, and, and that kind of thing can get in the way. And I also found the other thing that can get it away is like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. 
Um, and that's exactly what you're talking about um, when you're talking about when the teacher speaks the the thing. But re- sometimes it doesn't matter what the teacher says. The person still thinks that they should do whatever the teacher has um, suggested, even if even if they can't for some reason, um, for whatever reason. And I think that like that social pressure of doing it in person can sometimes for some people, for some people, they absolutely have to have the in-person class. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm kind of like, I'd rather do it online. I'd rather watch a recording of you or do it live online. Um, because then I feel, I don't feel the social pressure. So I don't know if, um, if you've ever know, if you've ever noted that's like, is that just some people really prefer an in-person? Maybe it depends on your, the trauma place that you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, there, there's so many factors for sure. And if we, um, stick with the healing from trauma, um, journey uh through yoga then yeah there's there is that benefit to being in a space where you 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 can sense that okay this is this is something i'm not just the only one here you know and that can be a really important thing too because sometimes in the healing journey uh one can feel so lonely like i'm the only one going through this here and even though everybody's story is very different, I've seen the positive uh, impact of when folks get to show up in class together, and you know, especially when we do like a series and the, and they're journeying together. Um, I've seen that also play out online as well. We had to do um, the last few series online in 2020 and 2021, and. Again, because of the way it's done, it's it's like a six-week series, five-week series or whatnot. And so the, this group, this cohort is kind of going through this time together. And I tell you, by the end of it, um, you know, it could, in this case, it wasn't even an option. It, it had to be in, uh, it had to be online. But, you know, folks found, you know, the, the best space that they could. Um, we had a couple of folks that were in their car sometimes. And I would just modify like okay they're doing this well you do that kick the seat back a little bit and then do that and that you know and just make it happen <laughs> you know so it's like I, i'm a big believer in meet people where they are to begin with so some folks are less comfortable with that that much you know strange but i'm gemini and i'm Kitavata, so it's like give me a break I'm, I'm good but um helping them to have the experience wherever they are and and whatever the situation is so whether they're in the group and they're kind of um you know feeling getting something good from that the mind is always going to be there with the shoulda couldas you know and honestly yeah it's far more social pressure is actually like (laughs) internal (laughs) social pressure more than just like you were saying you know it's like it's really yeah it really is it could be a class of one and that person's going to be like, oh, I'm not doing it right. Look at her. You know, this is, you know, or I used to be able to do it this way and now I can't anymore. Or maybe one day I'll be able to. All of that is wonderful and fine. Yeah. But 
and right now here we are. So it's really about that relationship with the self and, and the, again, you know, what we call the chitta vritti, the, the activity of the mind and um, coming, coming to terms with it. Really just, it's kind of like having a toddler throwing a fit in Walmart. Okay, I'm still gonna be over here shopping. You know, you're doing that and I'm doing this. Um, we call this, um, you know, mental grooves. They're called samskaras in Sanskrit. And basically a samskara is um, literally, if you think of a groove, if you think of like, you know, like a carving um, rock, you know, water carves the, through the rock over time. Um, well, over time, it made Grand Canyon. <laughs> so that's what happens if you do the same thing long enough. <laughs> and those can be our, our habits. Those can be our, our thinking habits as well as our action habits. The thing is, well, how am I going to surmount something like that? I've literally been behaving this way all this time. I've got Grand, Grand Canyon size, you know, ways of being. What am I supposed to do now that I want to change it? Okay, this exists and I actually have the ability to make new mental groups. Every time I consciously do something different, every time I consciously go, yes, I know I am feeling a little subconscious right now, but I'm still going to do this thing. And I'm actually going to try to pay attention to if it feels good or not. You know, maybe one day I'll be able to throw my leg up there, but it's not happening today, but I'm here and I feel good. You know, every time we do that, that's a, that's a new samskara that is getting a little deeper, a little bit deeper on the, um, what we might want to call like the, you know, the the self-encouraging, you know, kind of the good mental grooves as opposed to the, the inner critic, like, oh my God, you're not doing it right. Oh, those 15 pounds, Jesus, the pandemic, da, 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 you know, all of these things. So that exists. Yeah, I can't stop that from existing, but I can take my energy and I can direct it here and I can do it again tomorrow. I can do it again next week. So whether the, you know, the online or the whatnot piece, I will say when it comes to online, like there's different things here. And to me, ideally, one, one would get a combination. So, you know, have your, have your class, have, have a one-on-one -on -one class if, you, if that's a better thing. Have somebody who's paying attention to not only what your body is doing, but how your energy is moving through that class. Because the energy is the result of the body, the mind, and the, the you. It, it's the, it's the beings, you know, the whole system play, and um, so have your have your one on one, whether it's in person or online, and then have your recorded as well, where you can you know kind of follow along. Um, when it comes to a live online class, for me, I'm I'm like this. I'll show a little bit and then I'm in the screen like this, you know, because because I'm still the instructor and, and my job is my job is not to have a yoga class with you. I should have done that in the morning in my own time. You know, I'm here to watch your journey in this moment and to and to guide. OK. All right. You know, can try to keep that arm straight a little bit. OK. Yeah. See what that does for your back. All right. Just tighten up through the root lock a little bit. Okay, great. Now you've got more access in the abs. Can you feel that? Does that feel different? Okay. All right. Now go with that, you know? So online can still be fantastic, but what you want is attention. You want the attention of an instructor who is, is, is in there for you and paying attention to you, giving you your journey. This is your journey and, you know, what it means to, to be there for you as a facilitator of that. 
I call myself like the over-enthusiastic tour guide. You know, I'm like, oh, you're going to love this, like a museum guide, whatnot. That's great. But at some point, I got to get out the way and make sure that you're having the journey, you know? Oh, you're muted. I was looking at some of your online classes and I was kind of like, oh, that's a nice series. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even get some of the other good stuff. I know I told you I would, but I didn't yet. I well, I mean, we can look for it coming up. A minute to talk about that, I'll, and I'll make it like, like ninety seconds. Go ahead, go go ahead. Now's the okay. perfect time okay. because so, we're going to go into my tarot reading in a bit. Oh yeah, okay. Go ahead. So yeah, um, one of the things that happened every winter, you know, nature kind of speaks to me and says, Shh, "Your leaves have fallen. Quiet. The work is done underneath the bark, if you will. So it looks." It looks like there's not much happening, but there's so much going on underneath these trees and all around us. And so winter's always been like that for me. But this winter was like, like capital T for the time out sort of thing. Literally, the message that I heard was what you're doing, you will not be doing in the same way. So, okay, I need to pause and, and just like just take that in and, and, and uh, just continue uh, just really being a, a vessel for whatever it is, the work, and however the work is supposed to come through. So what happened as we're kind of coming back out now is that um, we don't do drop-ins right now. You know, there's plenty of places in the area to go to a single class, but it's all about being this container. This is a very, this very um, strong uh, message and direction for me. So the classes are done in these four, five, or six-week series. And it has to do with me really doing my part in uh, helping people to step into the commitment in the right way. When you sign up for a four, five, or six week, you, there's already more of you present, even before you show up in the class. The level of intention that I'm drawing from you is very important for your journey. That time that we have together we understand it has a beginning and an end, and that already gives it more value. I'm going to value that more. You're going to value that more. We're going to be more present here in this. So there's really something about that. So that's how our class series is running now, whether it's a Kundalini yoga, meditation, beginner yoga, uh, Hatha series, whatever it might be. And then some of the other juicy container stuff has to do more so with um, uh, like uh, workshops and um, there's a new series coming out called uh, Sensing Me, Sensing You, which is uh, either a one, three, or six part. This is a somatic uh, journey uh, for two or more, whatever the size of the, the group that is looking to deepen their relationship with themselves. And whatever type of relationship this is, you know, whether it's friend, familial, whether whatever the level of intimacy is, but it's this combination of using energetic work, the physical, the breath work, the meditation, and some different uh, partner or, or group type practices just to deepen the sense of oneself and then to deepen the, the, the sense of, of the other. So that's some really beautiful stuff that I'm looking forward to and, um, and definitely bringing back the um, uh, yogic science for addictive behavior as well and the... Um, yoga for cancer and cardiac, which I haven't done in years now. So uh, as its own little series. So 
I've spent a lot of time working with people privately, but I'm ready to do some of these in these small group series again. So really looking forward to all of that good stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think series are really awesome because for at least my personal opinion, I think maybe because of the same reason that you said that you commit to something bigger than just today's class. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about the series, about doing a series together. I have considered that t- to be uh, probably pretty valuable. So, LaCrosse, you got any questions or anything you want to say? Oh, no, I'm just sitting here absorbing everything. I'm just taking in all the information. You're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just wanted to give you the opportunity, make sure you had the opportunity to say something. Um, Yeah. So, you know, um, I think that yoga, I think um, just so you guys know, for people that are new to yoga, when you hear people call it Hatha yoga or Vinyasa yoga or Kundalini yoga, they're just different styles. Like Vinyasa, it doesn't mean sitting in one position for a while. It's more moving around um and it's usually a series of movement exercises and kundalini yoga is usually about sitting a little bit longer in one yeah position. i'm sorry you but you could probably you, yeah you could probably define carla you could probably help us define better like i i, I know i know what they all feel like differently i've done mm-hmm. them all or try at least taking one class into each one. So what do you think is the biggest difference between all of them? Like, if, or at least the, the most popular ones? Yeah, yeah. And the, and the Hatha is um, really what is um, kind of like the umbrella of what most people understand yoga to be, uh, to be about these days. Uh, and under that Hatha, um, yeah, Vinyasa... It, it's like a, it's like an excerpt, if you will. It's kind of almost like a multivitamin because it takes the uh, the Surya Namaskar and the Chandra Namaskar, the Sun and the Moon salutation, and that's primarily the practice in this flowing uh, sequence, this continual sequence. So, you know, um, a lot of people really gravitate towards that, and it can become really like a moving meditation. Um, it's it's it does also give away to adding some other postures that you can bring in and out of uh, that sequence. So that's some good, uh, fun stuff. Um, the Kundalini yoga is um, really, it's, it won't have uh, the sequential flow of a Hatha class in that way. It's going to be more so um, fewer postures uh, and they tend to be done in repetition or uh, they may be held for a length of time and with breath work. Always with breath work, so pranayam, always um, with some sort of uh, mental uh, vibration, like a mantra. It might be out loud or it might be uh, in the mind because the frequency of the thought wave is like, that's like, uh, that's like such valuable, like a like diamond in the rough kind of, you know, unmined gems. Uh, so it's a very important energy to to utilize and to and to add into the practice every time, uh, and and continually throughout. So Kundalini Yoga is going to have a, a kriya, which is a yoga set that's very specific to uh, any measure of moving energy, uh, and it's always going to incorporate the breath work, the mantra, the um, it's also called the, the yoga of lines and angles uh, because we're often really actively 
interacting with the with the, the energetic grid that we exist in and you can see this in some charts you can see this in like you know uh, uh reiki charts you can see this in uh energy and work charts as well so there's the energetic flow the meridians that are within us but then there's also what's all around us as well so if i'm working in the subconscious uh the thought wave of frequency of subconscious thoughts i may be up here in this space if i'm working more to clear the density that's in the uh the lower area and my legs might be about you know 60 degrees up as i do my breath work and my mantra so it's very impactful because of this um the integration of all these things all throughout the practice uh, it's come to be truly one of my favorites and, and kundalini is a description uh, that means a coiled like serpent it's a description of our life force energy which is said to be dormant and laying near the base of the spine awaiting us to come and go get it <laughs> wake up that life force and you know really tap into it uh for living and uh other than that your your classic uh classic yoga uh, which is in that Hatha umbrella, like Shivananda and, and Integral Yoga and whatnot, um, they're going to also incorporate more of the, the meditation and the breath work as well. So so the asana, the, 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 the sequence is going to be one piece, but there will be uh, also a, a fair share of meditation practice and breath work. Because again, the whole purpose, as, as I have come to understand it, is we're conditioning the body and we're uh, refining the mind so that they can actually be the gateway that they are meant to be to draw us to self-realization. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Um, so is there like a basic common denominator for all of them? Or do like each one like work on a different part mm -hmm. it, like you you Great understand question. like if yeah. yeah is one like just for like maybe working internally is one for more external or is there just like a basic common denominator mm -hmm. yeah i'd like to say the common denominator is uh movement that helps to make the spine flexible the body itself is strong um breath work to increase the way that the internal uh, mechanisms of the body function, uh, meditation for helping to um, really start to alleviate the excess tension in the mind and also really access other um, parts of the mind. So physical uh, practice, the breath work and the meditation to me is a great class and and should be should be the standard for any class um, there are practices that are heavier on the physical and so you might get a little breath work at the beginning maybe a little meditation at the end okay great better than nothing <laughs> you know if, if that's what works for you then do it do it regularly and honestly that's the most important thing is the right thing for you is the right thing for you the thing that you're actually going to show up for more often because it doesn't matter how awesome or fancy something sounds. If you're going once a month, you know, twice a season, it's not going to have the ability to really impact your life in a beneficial way. So the thing that if it's a half hour, the practice that you found, and you can do this every other day, that is tremendous. Do it, stick with it. This is your journey. 
this is where you are now and who knows where in the world you're going to be in the future but it is going to be determined by <laughs> where you where you are now and what you do with your now yeah you know um i uh i ran into this big sign on that really spoke to me at a yoga studio and it said do yoga once a week change your mind do yoga three times a week change your body do yoga every day change your life <laughs> um and that's pretty much uh that's pretty much what you learn mm -hmm. um and even if I skip a day or two, because I do yoga most days, even if I don't do it for a day or two, it's not that big of a deal, you know? Um, it's okay. It's, you know, I don't give myself a hard time about it. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know why you didn't do yoga this morning, but that's probably why your back hurts right now, <laughs> you know? Or that's probably why you lost your temper with that jerk driving like an ass, yeah, right? Yeah. You know? And that's perfect. That's what I want for everybody. I want folks to go like, oh, pff, God, no wonder I'm so crabby. I haven't done my breath work in three days, though. I right. literally like dental hygiene. A hundred years ago, there was no such thing, you know, and now it's like, well, yeah, of course I brush my teeth twice a day. And yeah, I go get my teeth checked. What are you talking about? Like, it, it would sound strange if somebody goes, wow, do you do those things? And they're like, well, yeah, of course. My hope dream goal is that mental hygiene becomes that way and that folks are like, oh, wow, I'm really out of, oh, God, you know, oh, I haven't brushed my teeth in how long? Oh, I haven't done my breath work in how long? No wonder I'm uptight. No wonder I'm this way. That it just becomes something that's like, yeah, of course, this is something that I need. <laughs> so I don't have mental decay, let alone dental decay, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. And, you know, yoga is beautiful for a variety of uh, things, whether you have physical problems. Um, I think uh, I used to teach chair yoga. I'm sure, uh, Barty Carla, Carla, you've, you've uh, you know, about chair yoga. Great you stuff. can do choga. You can do yoga in your chair. I and like I that, though. Choga. Helps. Choga. <laughs> I guess maybe that's its new name, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've really appreciated you uh, being on the show today to talk about this. I feel like this is such an important topic because of the science out there, friends. Yeah. Um, almost, I would say most of the LGBTQIA community has been traumatized. If nothing else, you were traumatized by our culture. Um, being queer and in the culture today, you are traumatized by that. And there's lots of other things that can happen to you. That doesn't necessarily mean your parents were bad, but some things that can happen, like in infancy, we used to think it was okay to leave a baby in their crib in the 70s and cry themselves to sleep. But now we know better. We know that that's not actually a good thing to do, that you want to pick up the baby at least for like, I think it's the first eight months, I think it is, or something like that, before they actually learn to manipulate. Like they don't learn to manipulate till they're like a year old or something. And so um, those kinds of things. And so then that means that if your parent was a normal parent in the 70s, they probably let you cry yourself to sleep. Mm -hmm. And maybe you weren't properly weaned. And maybe that's why you have a smoking addiction. Um, you know, because I don't know about you, but that was one of the things I found out when I quit smoking cigarettes. 
that that's that it had a lot to do with that particular trauma and the same thing goes with eating and stuff like that if you find yourself eating mindlessly you find yourself um you know doing other behaviors you're not exactly proud of that might be addictive or anything like that most of that stuff stems from trauma so just so you know um and trauma can look like a lot of different things please look it up Bessel van der Kirk. You can look him up on uh, YouTube and he will tell you that the best treatment better than not that medication shouldn't be used. He definitely says that they can help, but they, there's um, no other treatment so far that we know of um, that is better than yoga and other mind body practices like Tai Chi and things like that. Like he has straight out science that proves it. He's the man that wrote the book, um, The Body Keeps the Score. So I just wanted to share that. Can we give them one last tidbit? Yeah, go for it. And, um, you know, if you do not have uh, fingers that cooperate for any reason whatsoever, I want you to know that any uh, any instruction that somebody gives you, the mind, let the mind be there and let the breath be there and the body will be there. Okay. So let's say maybe it's, you're in a chronic fatigue flare and you just can't get your hands to cooperate. Maybe the fingers just aren't even present, whatever doesn't matter. Let the mind visualize and keep the breath present. And literally the neurons of that action will be taking place. And that's really what this is all about. This is, this is all meant to help us to access more of the incredible power of our mind. So we're going to either directly or visualize the thumb connecting with the tip of the pointer finger, middle finger, ring finger, and pinky finger. And they're going to be doing that bilaterally, so both sides and simultaneously, all right? So however you are executing that, you go for it, and it's going to be pointer, middle, ring, pinky, pointer, middle, ring, pinky, pointer, middle, ring, pinky. There are seed sounds, or what's called bij mantras, that go with this. And this one is actually, um, I can even share the link with you. This one is in um, uh, Harvard, uh, did some studies on this. And so they're using this with uh, Alzheimer's groups uh, as well as um, new one where they're looking, they've seen that there is um, benefit in the reduction of degeneration of the brain, of the neurons, specifically the gray, gray matter, when this is done on a regular basis. So it's sa for the first ta the second na and ma sa ta na ma sa ta na ma and if you're doing this for a bit you just you know you rest your hands down on your lap or 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 whatnot and if you're holding it in the mind hold it there in the mind see the thumb connecting index middle ring pinky sa ta na ma sa Ta na ma sa ta na ma sa ta na ma. Let's take the last 20 seconds just doing it and um, just silently in your mind because that's actually a very powerful voice.
Beautiful. And so that's your brain balancing and your um, brain rejuvenation. I'll send you the link so that you can share it on your page. It's a really good stuff. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it'd be great. And I'll put it in the in the Rainbow Soul group. Um, and I want to thank you, Carla. I appreciate you. I'm going to pull the three tarot cards for today's show. Mm -hmm. And today's tarot cards are, first of all, from the past, which this is one of my favorite cards. Um, it's the Ten of Wands. And oops, and you guys can see that this, take what, by the way, on my reading, please take what you like and leave the rest. Um, it's probably not meant for you. It's okay. So just take whatever resonates with you. And this character this is the Ten of Wands, which is all about positive thinking, harvesting the flowers in our minds, harvesting what's good. And this is recognizing that you've been doing good at focusing on the positive parts of your mind, of trying to harvest the flowers um, and in getting rid of the weeds and letting the flowers take over. And that's what this is all about. This is about thinking positively and you know, doing that consciously, harvesting that consciously. And this right now is a card that I actually rarely get, um, but it's the three of wands, a lot about a lot about thought here. Um, this, <laughs> this is the three of wands, which is actually, if you take a look at it, it's actually a bird in their nest. It's actually a bird in their nest, like um, Robin. There we go. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like robins, right? And you can see that they're kind of holding on to the bird, the character that's on there. They're they're with the bird. They're almost kind of like a kin, like they're all hanging out in the nest together, right? And that's what this is all about. And this is the right now. This is saying to pay attention to what nest you're hanging out in and what you're doing and what you're bringing forth and what you left behind because you can see this person is looking back and, and and looking at that and that that revisiting of the past is okay to review in your mind how you handled something in the past because it's going to teach you something for the future it wants to teach you it wants to teach you this it wants to teach you about justice and about um about fairness and that there may have been something in the past that doesn't exactly feel very fair in your belly and you are correct and that that this is what it's all about and that it is likely to become um to even out somehow that there are ways to even these things out and so that's what this is all about this is about the positive thinking of trying to be a positive person and put positive thoughts out there and think well and think positive and the right now, who are you walking with and what are you doing? And reviewing what just happened, like looking back going, wow, did that really just happen? Yeah, it really did just happen. And what do you need to do about it? What does that mean for you? And going forward, justice can come forth and it can be beautiful as a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> right and you know because she's holding she's holding those flowers on her chest but this is all about 
balance. And that's what this character is all about. They're about bringing balance to things. Sort of like the queen, right? So um, so that's our reading for today. Please take what you like. Leave the rest. It's meant to just give us all a little bit of um, perspective. And the things that I say, I just try to pull down right from the cards themselves. So... Thank you, Barty Carla, Carla um, for being so here. Much. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate your wisdom about yoga and all of the goodness that you bring forth in the world. I think you do beautiful things. I'm just okay. saying, every time I turn around, you're doing something beautiful. Well, I appreciate you considering it wisdom because much like you, I feel like, well, I'm just talking and hopefully it helps somebody. And, uh, you know, this is um, just me sharing what I've learned and experienced. And I I am grateful, truly blessed. Um, I love what I do. And I love that it just keeps continuing to unfold. And I just love seeing, you know, people enrich their lives and improve their lives from it. So that's a big win-win. And I love what you guys have been doing here for a whole whopping year now. And I'm so glad I finally got a chance to come on here if I'm going to chance to meet lacrosse. Yes, it was such an honor. I was just absorbing all the information. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like being a sponge. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you guys haven't, you guys didn't get to meet at Unite, no. but Carla mm-hmm. does Unite a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So if, and just to scream a, a shout out to the community, if you want to Pray for peace. If you need a little bit of community time with spiritually minded people, please check out Unite. You can check it out on my page at divineandrogen.com. You can totally get there that way. And um, next Friday, right? Yes, February 25th. um, You can connect with us at Unite. And you can also um, check us out next Sunday here. We are going to be bringing on the very well-known Orion Foxwood. Yep, this will be his second time on the show. He is such a queer, fabulous, magical man um, with a lot of Appalachian magic. And um, he's uh, got just a beautiful New Orleans type of feel to him. And uh, I appreciate his wisdom. So just want to get you excited for next week. So be looking for that. Sorry you can't be here, lacrosse. I know. I'm just like, I'm like, oh. I have heard good stuff about this Orion. I'm oh, gonna check he's, this out. He's amazing. Yeah, and but, he was he was at a unite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do want to put if everybody could just send some amazing vibes to I won't be here next week due to a dear friend who is very ill. So if people could just send some good vibes and good energy for them i mean would be much appreciated yeah and i'm sure you can find out more i'm sure you posted that on your page right so they can find out more about that and um what's going on there's a benefit show for them next sunday night so anyway i hope all of you out there have a great week have a good week sandy and eve we totally appreciate your love and your support and watching the show tonight And remember, you can listen to Rainbow Soul Replay. You can catch up on any of the old old episodes on our podcast. You can find us on, we just got accepted to Apple Podcasts. 
We're also on Spotify and all the other major podcast platforms. You could probably find us. And, you know, you can always watch us on Facebook and YouTube and on Twitch. So uh, in that, and I want to thank you, Lacrosse. Oh, thank no, you thank for you. being on the show with me. I totally appreciate you doing this with me. I know it's been a commitment. We weren't sure where it was going to go. It's yeah. going somewhere, it and I'm excited. <laughs> um, so we'll see where it takes us, brother. And I'm so happy we're doing uh, this together. Same. I'm honored as usual. And thank you to all of our viewers. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your community. Please let other people know about the show. Please share it, comment it, like, follow. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you and good night. I hope you have an excellent week. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul, a queer perspective on spirituality beyond religion. We appreciate you sharing the show on your timeline, follow us on social media of your choice, and join our Facebook group, Rainbow Soul. We want to hear from you. Share your topic ideas for Hollis and Lacrosse. Explore upcoming shows and interesting guests. The Rainbow Soul Facebook group, where we build community of questioning seekers. Rainbow Soul, where spirituality is our medicine. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none. Divine Androgen, a sacred path for gender variant people. A book dedicated to every drag performer, transgender person, and other gender variant people that have passed to the other side, that have suffered the wrath of our binary world. Thank you for living your truth and treading us a path. We are sorry that in many cases that cost you your life. Now, we ask for your assistance in helping humans evolve so that we may all live in peace and equality. 
We honor your life by walking our own personal path of authenticity. Get this amazing book all about living as a non-binary person, a gender variant person in a binary world. How to navigate it, how to harvest your true self when you're surrounded by binary. It's a guidebook for people searching for their true selves. The book is intended for people that are gender variant and can be helpful for people searching for a more authentic self or clearing trauma. This book is about treading your own path. It includes my story in the beginning, all about how I figured out how I expressed gender and now how it comes out for me, how I discovered it, and how I dealt in the world as a response to that. And it also details out the ways that I unfolded myself in a way that helped me live in a binary world, even though I was non-binary. There are steps in here to help you define your own path. Hollis uses the word divine androgen. It's like a label to define someone that defines their own authentic path regardless of their gender expression in a way to say that it is sacred to be non-binary to be transgender to be queer it is sacred not religious no no we're talking about more of a spiritual conscious awareness of ourselves and our path on authenticity this book is about defining your path of authenticity as authentic and unique as that is for you. You can also order the book at divineandrogen.com.